and welcome to another episode of Provoke, the podcast that takes a provocative look at advertising as a whole. I'm your host, Brian Wilder, and we have Kelsey Shalou in the West Coast studio. And we have a uh, guest in the studio today. Uh, Mark, why don't you let uh, the people out there know who you are and what you do here? Uh, Mark Robertson, uh, Associate Creative Director. Um, sweep floors, change light bulbs, <laughs> um, you know, filing and collating. Uh, mm-hmm. No. Um, <laughs> Jack of all trades. Yeah. Um, creative problem solving. Okay. You know? Okay. That's cool. Um, so on today's episode, we're kind of really going to just talk about the evolution of advertising and kind of what it takes to make a comprehensive campaign and, and really kind of see or speculate, so to speak, where the, the industry's going and, and what we need to, you know, kind of equip ourselves as, as creatives in order to be successful in the future. Oh, so we already talked about your role, um, here, Mark, but, um, can you kind of dive into like how you got started in advertising? Cause I feel like the path is very different for everyone. Yeah. I, um, I sort of knew from high school that I wanted to get into advertising. Really? Was, my, my dad was a design engineer at Ford. So I was either going to design cars or I was going to do ads. Right. And uh, so I kind of knew and I kind of felt like um, advertising was maybe a better fit. Okay. And, you know, there's that thing of like every day is different, you know, um, and so different clients, different projects. So I thought there'd be the variation might be nice. Right. You know, and I kind of like the idea, too, of like, um, do, you know, TV spots I, it w- was one of the things I was really interested in, in doing because I kind of saw them as min- miniature movies. OK. You know, so. Okay. Like being able to kind of like condense storytelling a, in 60 seconds. Right. And which is always a challenge, right? Yeah. yeah. And so that's kind of what you so, like gravitated towards most. Yeah. I, I was always kind of interested in TV spots whenever okay. I saw them when I was a kid. And I always thought, wow, that's, I, could, I wouldn't mind doing that, you know? Okay. So. And so you mentioned your dad was design engineer at yeah. Ford. So I guess you are, you're definitely into the automotive industry. Yeah, I was a kind of a car guy and still am. Uh, and uh, so I, I kind of early on, I kind of saw myself as doing car ads. Right. You know, specifically, right. it was either was I going to design the cars or was I going to do the ad campaigns for them? And I kind of felt like the ad campaign thing would be more interesting. OK, so is there ever is there a time where you would eventually want to move move into the auto industry? Um, that's the funny thing is that I, in my whole career, I've never actually worked oh, <laughs> on a car okay. account. That's very interesting. Uh, I mean, I've done a few things for, uh, some, you know, some dealers and stuff, but not for like actually a, a brand or anything like mm-hmm. that. So path didn't lead there. Okay. You know, okay. So. Yeah. I mean, cause it, it's interesting how, you know, I've, I've never, let me back up. I knew I always wanted to write. Right. Yeah. And so since high school, but it's interesting to see someone, you know, that early on saying, you know, I want to be in advertising. Yeah. So were there any specific examples as the, that, that, that outside of the ones you've already mentioned, any specific examples that were like, I want to do that? Well, uh, one of the things I could kind of come back to is uh, at some point in college, I saw that movie, Nothing in Common with Tom Hanks and Jackie. Gleason. OK. OK. And uh, and. And I kind of saw the way, and that was a pretty good representation of the way an agency worked. And I kind of saw like the way it worked and I kind of felt like that looks really comfortable. Right. That looks like I could, you know, create in that sort of environment. And mm-hmm. I, I felt like that was a good fit. Okay. You know, like, and, and, you know, hoping the movie was true and it right. was, right. It, it was, it was a pretty good representation of, 
you know, advertising. Right. So, so I guess a, a slightly more modern example that I hear a lot of a younger creatives who come, come into the industry mention is like Mad Men. Yeah. Um, yeah. So do you have any thoughts on like people who use Mad Men as kind of like the benchmark um, Mad Men was, uh, they did, didn't get really get into the creative as much. Right. It's like nothing common. Uh, half of the movie was really about them coming up with a campaign and pitching it. And uh, Mad Men has is, uh, fantastic clothes and cars and furniture and all that. Right. I, I absolutely love that. Um, it was a little bit more on the business side. Right. It, you know, and um, but I think, uh, you know, from all the stories that you hear about back then, about the 60s, I think the show was probably pretty close to. Okay. You know what it was like. Yeah, that's um, fair. That's fair. So, so you, oh, go ahead. I liked it a lot. Okay. Know, was, okay. Yeah, was, See, I'm kind of I'm kind of on the fence about it because I, I do agree with the idea that like they definitely focused a lot on the aesthetic. Yeah. And kind of just like the the, the hashtag agency life, so yeah. to speak. But it didn't really dive into specific departments, like the inner workings of certain departments, especially creative. Yeah, there haven't been too many movies about advertising mm-hmm. um, that really that I felt like nothing in common was probably the closest to to you getting a, a fairly realistic idea about the way an ad campaign would materialize. Right. You know, and, and the, they showed the pitch of it. Right. And, um, you know, so I, I, I think that one when I was in college was kind of, that was like the tipping point. Right. You know? Right. And so. I think, I think that's a perfect segue into just talking about campaigns. Could you kind of like discuss your process because again, I think it's different for everybody. Like, so say we're trying to, we're starting with a concept. Like, how do you, like, what kind of mode, if any, do you try to get into when you're when you're concepting? Well, I think like uh, one of the most important things is that, and and it's like a really uh, uh, one of the most successful components of a really successful ad campaign, uh, and and branding is when your product or your service, whatever you know your your client is, whatever your brand is. Um, has a really good story, right? And I think it all kind of begins with finding out what that what that story is, and and it, you know having a unique story and having something that separates you from your competition. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of the really great ad campaigns really stay stay true to that. Okay, you know, so it's so so your ad campaign isn't smoke and mirrors. It's right. really based off of like the core reality of the product. Okay. So to kind of play devil's advocate a little bit, I consider myself more of like a data head. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm very analytical when it comes to like campaigns and, and and even buying and planning ads. So how do you reconcile the two? Like, how do you find that happy medium between brand storytelling and, and a data driven approach? Well, I think it's one of those things where, uh, I mean, you can, you can deliver the right ad to the right person, you know, the Mm -hmm. right ad, the right place, the right time. But a lot of times I think that it's the creative is the thing that can be the tipping point. Right. Um, how you handle that message can be the tipping point as to whether somebody even notices it or whether they're going to they engage with it or or consider it. Um, you know, you probably have a lot of products that you that you like. So when you sure. see a message from them, you're kind of like oh, you're automatically interested in that. Mm-hmm. But through the course of the day, you're going to be bombarded bombarded by a lot of messages from right. products that you may not know about or care about. And uh, and so it's really just about, you know, uh, engaging somebody and, and talking about something that's different and unique about the product. And, you know, all the best ad campaigns do the same thing that all the best movies and the best, um, you know, songs do is they all hit you on an emotional level. It's right. either funny or witty or emotional or right. engaging or informative. Um 
So I think that if you can kind of do that, you take that unique story, and if you can kind of tell that in a way that catches people's attention, right? That's um, that can that can make the difference because a really great strategic media buy is fantastic, but you have to have creative that's going to close the loop. Okay, you know. Yeah, Kelsey, I kind of want you to chime in here real quick. Does that like we deal a lot with like social media? So there's a lot of content that we're like. You know, like Mark said, that we're being bombarded with every day. Do you think that it you it kind of resonates more when 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 you when you come across something that that kind of hits you emotionally? Um, yeah, you know, I had I was in I saw Mission Impossible, um, the, the latest one last Friday, right. and I was with um, some friends and we're sitting in the movie theater. And before the previews even started, you know, they were just doing like movie theater commercials, right? And there was probably four or five of them back to back where I was just sitting in this chair like cringing like i was i felt so awkward because everything that was on the sh- on the screen was so not appropriate for the audience going to see mission impossible and uh, the very very last commercial before um the preview started was a geico commercial that was kind of in partnership with the movie theater to silence your cell phones right and it was so funny mm-hmm. and everybody laughed and i said wow that felt so much better than the like previous four or five because <laughs> they were kind of just trying to sell something right but that last one actually you know made everybody laugh and made it and granted it's geico and you know they have excellent excellent commercials but yeah no it totally going off of i'd rather kind of get something that um, hits me, but at the same time, in one of your notes, Brian, like a retailer just saying this Saturday, $2 off any soft drinks or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think when it comes to retails that we are dedicated to, so maybe we get their email marketing campaign, like I, like opt in to receive specific companies, um, email marketing campaigns or, or, just general emails because I like their content. It's re- like relative to me and I want to see what's going on with their brand. And I mean, if their headline was just something as simple as 50% off or whatever it might be, right? Um, because I already opt in and I'm already a fan of that client or that uh, company or brand, I don't know if it always needs to tell a story, but I think you have to tell a story to hook that person right. in order to be able to just deliver $2 off any soft drinks, you know? Right. Um, so I think... I think the storytelling is like the buy-in, and then once you already have them, I not that you can like become lazy, but your direct message to consumers can maybe be a little bit more simple, um, just to get the point of whatever your ad is across, especially on stuff like social because it is instantaneous. Right. Um, you know, in a commercial, if you have sixty seconds, yeah, do your best to tell a story and get your you know marketing line across. But if you're on social, sometimes once you already have that buy-in of the consumer, it's I think that there is a level of um, uh, like okay, okayness or like leeway in being able to just kind of say something simpler um, because you already know that that user is interested in whatever it is that you're doing. Right. So it's really just dependent on where they are in the 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 customer journey, as 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 people like to say nowadays. Yeah, it's kind of like what we were talking about um, last last episode in the um, who what. And where, you know, if you have your who and your what, but your where between your simple message on social and your storytelling on commercial, um, you know, it kind of still falls under the same umbrella, but it really matters where you're putting that creative, um, which will kind of shape what you end up saying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
So in your in your notes here, Mark, you had mentioned something about uh, the 360 degree marketing. I wanted to kind of like really kind of like talk about that and see like how that because it feels like that kind of moves into the next part of the process. So you've concepted. Mm-hmm. So how do you take that concept and kind of extend it across multiple channels to make sure everything's integrated well you know these days um it's you know it's all it's always been 360 degree marketing right it's just we have more slices today than we had before right um but i think one of the things one of the things today and over the like the last 20 years is that there's a lot more gray areas i think in branding these days and so you have um you know you have your retail advertising and you have some some areas where you need to be a little bit more subtle about the message um, influencers have a lot of uh, a lot of clout these days, okay. and they have a lot of influence. <laughs> in terms of, and uh, that was not intentional. And, sure, um, sure, sure, sure. So, um, you know the uh, uh, it, so I think that um, when you're talking about an overall brand message, and you're talking about a brand and their long term prospects, mm-hmm. you know, having a brand that remains cool year after year after right. year. Um, there's places where you need to be a little bit more subtle with the message. Okay. And um, we have so many more areas that we can kind of engage a consumer these days. And I think um, uh, what Kelsey was talking about, about the movie theater, about sitting through some um, spots that were not really relevant. Right. That's one of those things that I think there's a lot of room for um, media buying and creative to get together uh, you know, in the future and figure out how you can kind of tailor messages a little more so towards, you know, the environments rather, rather than just here's the creative and let's just put it in a bunch of places. Mm-hmm. And I think um, anytime that you can have a message, it kind of slips in, um, you know, sort of under the radar. I think that's a that's a good thing, too. And I think so I think for the future, I think it's like it's um it's it's probably more interesting now advertising than it's ever been. Right. You know, and um and there's so many different uh, ways to engage these days and uh, different technologies. And that's just going to change in the future. But uh, I think that uh, um, I think right now you, it's not as simple as just coming up with three ads and mm-hmm. then running them everywhere and turning mm-hmm. them into a TV spot. You really have to have multiple messages tailored to all of these different channels. And, 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 but at the same time, keep that cohesive brand story um, you know, and have everything kind of back up to that. Right. So you're, so, you're, so there are a lot of moving parts. There are a lot of moving parts. Lot more so now than I, than I think there ever have been. And, and it makes it interesting because there's a lot of places now with, especially like with things like experiential advertising. And right. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of places where, um, you know, you can have a lot of fun, you know, with a brand mm-hmm. and, um, and do some really great storytelling and engage people in ways that, you know, we couldn't you know, years ago. Right. You know, so. So there's been a shift, I'd say in the past, like 10 to 15 years or so where, you know, when you saw an ad, you knew it was an ad. Like there was no, yeah. you know, there was no kind of mistaking it. It was sort of, hi, I'm an ad. Right. <laughs> but now it's kind of like the, like we talked about the gray area, but yeah. now it feels like there, the lines have been blurred so much that you, you, every, yeah. you almost like go into any piece of content, almost skeptical. Yeah. As to whether or not, you know, they're trying to sell you something. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things where if you, you know, if you, if you have a product that you like, right. then you're not really seeing it as them selling to you. Okay. Because you have yeah. a genuine interest in it. Right. But for the messages that you receive that are, that you don't know about from brands or products that you've never heard of that you're seeing for the first time, for example, like, uh, like microbrews, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of times um, with a microbrew, the actual 
design of the package of, you know, the six pack or the case or the bottle is going to be somebody's first uh, encounter with the brand. Right. You know, so that package design right there, you know, we're talking about a digital space these days more than anything, Mm -hmm. but that package design right there is going to be really critical for that brand because to a lot of people, that's going to be the first thing they see. Right. Um, and if they're scanning the aisle, uh, you know, and they're looking at package design, sometimes that can even, you know, and it's always been that case, but like today, I think, um, it, that that's, you know, really critical mm-hmm. and package design is one of the oldest things, right. One of the oldest tools. Right. You know, Again, so. I think it's another perfect segue. Um, so, I, and this is more like a, an overarching question and kind of going back to the, 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 the campaign process, well, what makes good creative? I think it, it's just as simple as, as just, um, uh, like Kelsey said, you know, you wanting to be informative, you okay. know, um, people don't want to spend a lot of time having to read through lengthy copy. And right. So you need kind of short messaging and you need relevant messaging. People right. are looking for things that are, are relevant. And so the, the filter mechanism that people have today is much more advanced mm-hmm. than, than it was in say my parents' generation. Right. You know, um, so I think it's just about um, just piquing their interest hmm. and and having something that kind of resonates with them. If you're a new brand and somebody's encountering it for the first time, uh, you you have to make somebody go, hmm, I wonder, you know, and have them kind of think about it for a second and mm-hmm. not just kind of have the message flash right by them. Right. You know? So um, I think there's like a there are varying levels of piquing someone's interest. There's, there's, you know, there's the, the few that kind of like make you turn your head real quick. And then there are yeah. ones that are just like, go for full force, like shock value and like cognitive dissonance kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, there's some brands where like a hot sauce, you know, you can get a little, uh, you can get a little naughty with that. Right. You know, with copy, copywriting and all right. that. And, uh, and then, but it, it, you know, it has to be, you know, true to the brand. But mm-hmm. um, I think, you know, as long as you engage them in either a, a, a clever, it, it's clever, it's witty, it's humorous, it's emotional, it's tear jerking, depending on, you know, if it's a hospital or something like right. that, if it's really emotional and uh, uh, just hitting them on all those same levels that, that are things that make a song work or a movie work, you know, mm-hmm. it's cause essentially, you know, you're, we're people talking to people. Right. You know, I mean, so. yeah, that's, that's kind of what it boils down to. Yeah. Um, I'll add into this too. I think good creative is, you know, Mark said rel- relative, but, or, you know, up to date, but good creative is, um, it has to be some kind of cultural. You have to be giving the consumers what it is that they want to see. You know, if you just try to do something out of left field that people will feel um, is maybe negative or, you know, something that's not what people on the streets are talking about, mm-hmm. I think that your creative would ultimately fail. You might get publicity, but if it's, you know, if it's kind of in a negative light, I don't really know if that's makes good creative. Um, so as long as, you know, we say it's got to be um, of, I guess, of the times, maybe that's okay. more appropriate. But something something has to relate back to some kind of culture of even if maybe it's a flashback to something from the 90s culture or even further back or into the future. Like, I think it has to touch the, you know, humanity on some level, even if it's just like. And that can still be humorous. It doesn't mean it has to be um, super serious. But right. I think that 
good creative as long as it resonates with people and what people are talking about outside of the screen mm -hmm. or the packaging or whatever it might be mm -hmm. um, will ultimately make a better story to tell or you know stronger creative. Yeah, anytime you anytime you can play into currently what's going on, you know, in the world. Um, I, I remember having a conversation once years ago about um, the One Show, which was uh, a, one of the top advertising oh, yeah. competitions mm -hmm. out there. And the One Show would pr produces a book of all the winners of the year. And somebody had once said that um, that the goal of the One Show, or not really the goal, but one of the nice things about the One Show is that when they produce the book, you should be able to go back years later and look through the One Show book and have a pretty good picture of like where society is right. for that year. And you should be able to see cultural references in there and you should be able to see things that are relevant to technology or what mm -hmm. was going on. So, so, you know, advertising is, is really needs to kind of, you know, it needs to be current and, and you need to engage with people in a way that, um, you know, that they're, you can't waste their time. Right. You know, so. So we've, we've spoken on this, uh, this show in the past about advertising examples that have kind of missed the mark. Um, that whether it be from a cultural societal standpoint, um, do you think that kind of speaks to the, 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 the makeup of the, the ad industry as it stands? Like, should it be a situation where there's still major examples of, of missing the, the cultural mark, like that, that still get, be able to get out into the wild? Um, I don't know. I mean, I think, I think for me, I think for me personally, like my example of missing the mark is, if um if if the message feels like you've heard it a thousand times before okay okay know? and so i think um there there is that danger in marketing of of like uh you know um not not playing into that uniqueness enough of mm -hmm. the client and their own brand story and coming off as like marketing 101 right you know and so for me i think w when i feel like when i see uh, uh you know advertising marketing branding that you know, that misses the mark. To me, it's all about um, not seeing, not having that story there and, and feeling like I've seen this before. I've right. This before. Right. You know, so okay. That's kind of, that's kind of one of the things. Um, and I, I think, um, I think these days though, I think with digital, it's, you, you know, you gotta be really relevant right. and you, you really can't waste people's time too, because it is, it's one of those things where you're getting bombarded constantly all day long. And, People are selective about what they mm -hmm. what they take in, and so uh, you know you 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 have to be relevant to them, right? You know, um, and I, I think I think the, what's interesting too is because I think in the landscape today, I think informative advertising is is bigger now than it ever was in the past. Mm. In the old days, it seemed like it was it was like advertisers were talking to people right we're talking at people right talking at you yeah. and and now it's a little bit more like they're they have to listen mm -hmm. and they have to engage and it has to be a two-way conversation and it's uh you know because people don't want to be talked at right you know right i'm sorry i'm talking at you guys <laughs> <laughs> no they're they're used to it they're used to it uh but yeah no they, yeah you bring up a very interesting point about being Having being culturally relevant in real time, yeah, um, and making sure that the creative kind of sticks to that that rule. Um, but you know, with the traditional advertising model, mm -hmm. it can it can kind of cause some creative to be a little stale, a yeah. little behind the times. So how do you kind of how do you work around that? Um, 
I don't know. It's it's <laughs> it, it it's tricky. I mean, like I said, one of the things it all kind of starts with is, um, um, you know, trying to find that. Um, trying to find the brand story and the right. thing that's unique about the brand versus their competition. Right. And, and, you know, kind of working with that. And, um, and, and it's just, it's a relationship, you know, with mm-hmm. the clients, the client, the clients and the ad agency, it's a, um, it's a relationship between the two and it's built on trust. Right. And it's fantastic when you have this trust going back and forth where they trust you and you trust them. And, mm-hmm. and uh, some of the best advertising really comes out of those really great partnerships. Right. You right. Know, agreed. So, Absolutely agreed. Um, Apple Computer and Shia Day was a classic example, um, you know, of a great partnership, you know, um, between two people, you know, right. and look what came out of that. Right. You know. I'd even say uh, Activision and 72 and Sunny have always put out some really good stuff together. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think I, I totally agree with that idea of just like being able to cultivate those relationships and, and then build that trust from like yeah. the agency side to the consumer side. I think one thing that we always try to do in the creative department, too, is um, uh, we all, we always whenever we do anything and, and all the creatives I've ever worked with. Um, and, and this is something that sometimes I feel like is not understood outside the creative department. Right. But I kind of feel, but all the creatives I've ever worked with, we've all been very aware of when we're doing the work of what we think people will think of this, mm-hmm. what the takeaway is. Mm-hmm. We're, you know, we're not just sort of kind of making a message and amusing ourselves. We do an awful lot of what are people going to think of this? What, what are they going to take away from this? Right. And, um, you know, is, is this, is this funny? Mm-hmm. Is it, is it interesting? Is it relevant? Are they going to care? Right. You know? And, uh, so we, we do a lot of that back and forth mm-hmm. when we're coming up with, um, or, you know, when we're branding, uh, a product or, you know, service or something. And, um, so I, so there is an awful lot of thought that goes on, right. you know, behind the scenes of that. And, um, you know, you have your research, you, you, you kind of go off of that. You have your creative strategy. But a lot of what you do, too, is really just a bunch of creatives sitting around with their gut feelings about these things right. and then weighing it in and saying, well, OK, you know, research says this. You know, what do you think? Or right. does, that, does that seem to make sense? What are people going to think about this? Right. You know, so um, so there there's a lot of that, I think, that goes on, too. That's something that I think a lot of people outside the creative department don't really realize mm-hmm. how much we actually really get into the the work. Right. I think there's a, there's a lot of like tightrope walking that you have to do. Like, is it, is it funny or is it flippant? Is it supportive or is it patronizing? You know, it's kind of just like those things you kind of have to, there's almost like a perpetual self doubt (laughs) that you have to deal with when you're, when you're concepting and and coming up with a really creative campaign. And you'll always have those ideas that you think are fantastic, but you, you don't present them because you realize that it's, not really doesn't really work right it's a great idea but maybe it's not right for this not for that you know good you fit know? for that particular situation yeah. yeah so um but it is you know it is one of those things we everything that we kind of do is really based on um on w- what we think is you know is going to work best and um and what people are going to kind of think of it it's right we're not really we're not amusing ourselves right you know? absolutely so um, so a theme that we like to keep moving uh, with this show is to, to kind of keep an eye towards the future. And so I kind of want to really get your thoughts and yours as well, Kelsey. And just like, what do you what does the future hold for advertising? Um, so, for example, I know we've we've spoken on the show in the past about, you know, the robots are going to take all of our jobs and, you know, AI and machine learning is the, the, the way it's the future, you know, submit now kind of thing. So what are your thoughts, Mark, on, you know, that, that battle between technology and, and technical skill? 
Um, I think that the technology and the technical skill is, uh, you know, it, it's important. You have a lot of software, you know, that, um, you know, that you're working with, you know, day to day. And I think for new people coming up in advertising, it's always good, you know, learn all the programs and all that. Right. But um, at, at the end of the day, I think it's um, it's really just kind of the thinking and the thought process that right. I think is, is really more important. You know, um, I think uh, um, technology is kind of always changing. And it's going to be interesting in the future to see kind of how to how to advertise mm-hmm. with some of the things that people have talked about as being potential things to happen. Right. You know, for example, like imagine what happens if there's no Instagram or Facebook. Then, you know, then, then, <laughs> well, I would be out of a job. Yeah. Then, then <laughs> you know. So, so how do you work with that? Right. You know, do we go back to um, posters on street corners? Right. You know, and. Uh, a little kid passing out flyers, ringing a bell in a town but square. See, like, but see, even if you like, when you say that, like, I, I, it that feels refreshing to me. Like, yeah. I would, I would. I mind. feel like that's still a thing, though. Yeah. I feel like posters on the on the walls and walking oh, yeah. downtown yeah. Orlando, or especially out in LA with wheat paste and stuff, and it looks so cool. I feel like it's they're kind of like art installations more than they are, you know, advertisements. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's not completely, you know dead um but i you know to think about being able to download my monthly social reports and for the computer to calculate it and spit it out to me in an hour um that sounds so much better than me taking two hours out of my day to be able to do that where i could be working on content which i i could create better content than a machine probably could but the machine could definitely you know crunch numbers and spit out a report for me to review and analyze, you know, a lot more efficiently. Right. Um, which would ultimately give me more time to do the the meat of my job, which is creating content and connecting audiences, mm-hmm. um, which is something that is pretty innately human. But you know, I feel like we still we still do have um, a lot of simple advertising and by simple i just i mean not digital advertising and you know people keep everyone's like prince dead prince dead no yeah (laughs) no it's not it's not i buy magazines all the time i love reading magazines i love editorial pieces um and i think that the successful you know what print is maybe moving towards more of is less of that you know, check out of the grocery store magazine mm-hmm. and a little bit more of that editorial piece. So that brand that you really love, that company you really love, are they producing an, you know, a quarterly magazine? And if so, there's people reading it. You know, I, I talk about Away a lot on this podcast and they're an awesome brand and they have a, you know, a magazine that comes out every, I don't know, two or three months. And I, I've, I read them all because they are, it's more of it is a story. It's right. one long storybook of their brand and what the people inside of their company get to travel and go and see and who they get to talk to and you know all these different things. So maybe that, you know, grocery store checkout magazine will fade out. I'm not really sure, but I think that the push towards more brands that already have a devoted um or a devoted audience will continue to move into editorial space at that conference that i was at last week there was a woman from domino and that is like a um kind of like a home living 
Um, and it started on a digital platform, just like all digital content. And then, uh, at, you know, a year or so into the company, they realized, hey, there's a huge space and need for a, a magazine. And now they produce quarterly magazines and it's widely successful because they already know that people would be interested in putting this on their coffee table or, you know, passing it along to the person on, you know, their friend or whomever it might be. So right. I'm, I also, I love print. So I, that's like, <laughs> I feel really passionate about that. So when people say print's dying, I got to remind them, listen, anything digital doesn't have to exist with print, but anything in print always exists with the digital. You know, every edit, every magazine that I like or editorial magazine I like, I can go to that website and also read the same stories right. or maybe like shortened versions of that online. So print, I don't think will ever really exist without digital. Um, you know, even the longest standing print publications now even have digital, you know, websites and platforms or downloadable ebooks or magazines or whatever it might be. So, right. yeah, yeah, I don't think that it's really leaving us. No, I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, I mean, I think that print is, you know, the, basically just the poster. I mean, the poster will always be around. Right. I mean, back in when people were seeing, you know, plays in uh, Elizabethan England, there were posters and handbills and things like mm-hmm. that. And I think there always will be, you know, um, you know, it, it Banksy with a can of spray paint, you know, <laughs> like, um, you know, so I think that, um, and, and one thing that's nice about print is that, and there's a lot of industries too, that there still is really good magazine support for them, like fashion and travel are mm-hmm. too, that, um, that, that, are still using that that space, and the nice thing about print is that you can kind of spend a little bit of quality time with something right. with print, and it's it's not a message that it's a message that if you feel like engaging with it, you can kind of sit there and there's a little bit more story. Like Kelsey was saying, you know, if when it when that magazine ad becomes an article, mm-hmm. um, and it's a little bit longer form, there's a lot of information there, and um, so I, I think I, I I think print will always be there. I um I think you know there's there's some industries where it's it it's more suited you right. know than others, um, but I think it'll always be there and and um you know it's it, it's just another piece of that 360 degree marketing circle right you know and there's so many more pieces today you know than there was it was always 360 degrees it's mm-hmm. just that there's more pieces there's now. more pieces now you know so but um yeah the poster. Uh, posters are, if anything, I think they're maybe even more popular, you know, now than they were maybe 20 years ago. Um, yeah, I can and, see that. And, it, you know, environmental graphics and right. uh, product placement in mm-hmm. movies and uh, and really just um, somebody on Instagram, a celebrity wearing a hat, you know, is it, that that does a lot for that hat manufacturer, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, you know, so it's it's kind of it's a there's a lot of a lot of places to engage these days. And, right. So maybe, but I that, think print will always print will always be there, right? So I guess maybe that kind of speaks to the overall evolution of advertising in the sense that you know things haven't necessarily disappeared; they've mm-hmm. kind of just be re- been reconfigured. Yeah, like with collateral, there's a lot of really fantastic collateral that's being designed these days, um, and uh, and the only real difference with a lot of it is that there's not quite as much of, of it, but there's still a lot of really nice stuff that's being done, right? And Oh, what's happening is it's becoming more eco-friendly. Mm. So that's been a, a thing that's been yeah. happening kind of across the board. But you can still go through package, you know, the magazines, um, communication arts, and see some amazing package design. Right, there right. For, for products. 
So there still is there still are our channels for that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely agree. So. Cool. Well, I mean, I think uh, that's a, a nice way to kind of uh, wrap up this discussion. Uh, Mark, I thank you for coming into the studio and talking to us. Kelsey, appreciate you checking in, homegirl. Of course, homie. <laughs> um, as always, if you guys have any questions, comments, or concerns out there, be sure to send them to Provoke. That's P-R-O-V-O-K at evokead.com. And uh, follow us on all of our uh, social media channels to uh, keep up with our contributions to the advertising world. Um, as far as today's quote's concern, it's from the legendary David Ogilvy. And uh, he said, in the modern world of business, it is useless to be a creative, original, a creative original thinker unless you can also sell what you create. And with that said, y'all take care.